hours a day, seven days a week. With a vast library of over 1,200 events from boxing's most notable bouts of all time, Boxing TV melds the past greats with today's promising young stars. Boxing TV is the free, go-to destination for everything boxing, including classic bouts, live events, and news and information. Boxing TV is available on Local Now, Distro TV, Sports.TV, Select TV, and www.watchboxing.tv. Follow Abrams Boxing on social media at Abrams Boxing on Twitter, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, and at Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Abrams Boxing Show. I'm Mark Abrams, and this week we have a packed show. Not one, not two, but three huge guests this week. I got Ray Flores, who uh, we will be reaching out to Tokyo uh, to get Ray in. Ray will be the ring announcer for this Saturday morning. When I say Saturday morning, here in the United States, uh, middleweight unification belt between Gennady Golovkin and Ryota Murata. Also, uh, we will have Bryant Perella, who will take on Kevin Salgado in the opening bout of a Showtime Championship boxing triple header, and as well as Giovanni Santion, who will be the co-feature bout this set, this uh, Saturday night on ESPN. So let's go right to the uh, right to Saturday in in. Uh, Tokyo, Japan, like I said before, we got Gennady Golovkin 41-1 with 36 knockouts. Take on Ryota Murata for a two middleweight championship belts. Golovkin is a minus 575 favorite, where Murata is plus 400, and it's going to be a great fight. And uh, we get into the fight, uh, I give a lot of my predictions and talk about some other stuff uh, in the world of boxing with the man who's going to be Gonna be the guy in the center of the ring before the two fighters touch gloves at Sweet Baby Ray Flores. I got a chance to speak to him this week uh, in Tokyo. Well, he's in Tokyo, Japan, and this how it went. Good evening, everyone. Joining me all, I think this is my longest, uh, my longest um, time difference. Time difference interview all the way from you in Tokyo, Japan. Ray Flores, you, you in to- you're actually in Tokyo. I am in Tokyo, my friend. Gotcha. A L- lot of people must be running around. It is great. Uh, I really haven't left the hotel much, but I wanted to tell you first and foremost, happy belated birthday. Thank uh, you. I know that you enjoyed it with your lovely wife. And Thank you. you know, all the best to you in what is going to be a successful year. And lo and behold, we have a very busy springtime in the sport of boxing and very honored and blessed to be making my third trip here to Japan for Gennady Golovkin and Murata on Saturday. Well, let's, talk, let's dive right into it. And see, it's actually... It's you know it's, when we can talk fights. It's actually better when you're the ring announcer because you can actually give more of an maybe what you feel when you're the ring announcer. I guess and yes. if if you're doing blow by blow, you kind of have to just keep your thoughts to yourself. I, I guess. So talk about this fight. What do you think? Uh, a lot of people think that it's um, it, it's uh, we're going to see an old Gennady Golovkin or the I, I always use the term or the old Gennady Golovkin. Oh. Mark Abrams, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a classic Larry Merchant reference from the glory days of HBO boxing that that set the standard for our sport. And I'll tell you this, Murata is a champion here in Japan. He's the WBA champion. He's not going to allow and, and just sort of, you know, play, you know, the supporting actor to Gennady Golovkin. He's not going to just be like, okay, here, come to my home country you know, have one of the biggest events that Japanese boxing's ever seen and just destroy me. No, he's a power puncher. He's a champion. He wants to defend his home country. He wants to prove to those here in Japan that will be watching 
all over Japan on Amazon Prime that guess what? There's a reason why I'm a champion. There's a reason why you all believe in me. I think this is going to be a firefight because Gennady Golovkin is an impeccable physical shape and is defying the fact that age is but a number. He has a potential fight against Canelo Alvarez, the third fight that he has been longing for and craving for years. And if he beats Murata, if Canelo beats Bevo, which I do believe will happen, then they put themselves in line for a third fight. But I think this is going to be a barn burner of a matchup. I think this is going to be high contact, high volume, very physical, and they are going to throw some heavy leather towards one another. We, we've heard about how big Murata is in Japan. You're actually in Japan. Tell us about the, the fandom and, and uh, Ryota Murata, how um, big he is over there. From what I've been told, and, and this is the consensus, is that this is the biggest fight in Japanese boxing since dating back to Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas. That was oh, 32 years ago. And, th- so, and, this, and so but I guess if you go further, this is probably the biggest fight involving a Japanese fighter probably even before that. Exactly. So it, it's major. And look, I was here for Inoue Donaire, which was unbelievable. I mean, I was here for two Inoue fights, and he is a superstar out here as Inoue. But this is Gennady Golovkin, the big drama show in Japan against Murata, the Japanese champion. Two world titles on the line. I think that this is going to be a sensational fight. And look, who doesn't want to wake up and have brunch and boxing? In the United States, that's what you can do on five o'clock in five o'clock in the morning in the east. Well, maybe a little breakfast then, a little breakfast and uh, and boxing. You know what I mean? Before you go to brunch, you know, on a Saturday, um, you know, late morning, early afternoon. So, but enjoy some breakfast, enjoy some boxing, because you're not going to be disappointed by this fight. If 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 you're if you're having trouble getting up on Saturday morning. Just put your TV on the zone because Ray Flores screaming in, into the ring announcing <laughs> that if that don't wake you up, no, nothing will. So it, it's a big, it's a big beat weekend of boxing. Are, are you allowed to make a pick, or do you have a pick? No, I mean I because I'm the ring announcer, and I, uh, you know I, I do my uh, gambling show. One thing I did, I said on my gambling shows because I'm going to be handling the scorecards. I can't give a prediction one way or another because it's unlawful because I'm going to be announcing the winner. But all I can tell you, Mark, is that the fans are going to win. Because I think this is going to be one of those fights where both fighters put it all on the line and they come forward. Golovkin is in outstanding physical shape. Murata is clicking on all cylinders. And look, this is one of those fights that if you love high contact fights, this is the kind of fight for you. They're not going to sit back and wait and be patient and, you know, use a lot of shoulder rolls and the Philly shell and all this and that. They're going to come at each other, mano a mano, toe to toe, stand in the center of the ring. Which man can handle the other man's power? Who will be left standing after they can dish out? Who can absorb the most? Who can dish out the most? I believe there's another world title fight on the car, if I'm not mistaken. Flyweight title? Nakatani? Yeah, fly, flyweight title fight. I'm excited. I'm pumped about that. Look, this is a a fantastic card, you know, taking promotions, Mr. Honda along with Triple G Promotions. They orchestrated this and Saitama Super Arena sold out. It will be electric inside that arena. I love the Japanese fight fans. They're so respectful and they're passionate and they're honorable and they come out to support every single fight on the card. Typically, you have this late arriving crowd in the United States and no shame on the U.S. because, you know, that's my home country. But the Japanese fight fans come out from the beginning of the prelims because they all want to see 
you know, all, the entire show and the entire card. So credit to them. It's just be one of those fights where uh, there'll be no crowd noise, like actually during the fight. And then if some action happens, we'll hear something. Yeah, exactly. That's actually what happened with Inoue Donaire number or one. Because of the fact that when Inoue knocked down Donaire, it was like the whole crowd was quiet. And then the knockdown happened. And my ears were ringing from the eruption of the fanfare and the, the, the cheers from the fans. It was nuts, Mark. I mean, my ears are still ringing from that in November of 2019. And I can only imagine... What's going to happen if there's a knockdown or two? Now, key word that I emphasize right now, Mark, or two, because I could see this going back and forth, and I could see it being a seesaw fight, which I do believe we will witness on Saturday. If uh, you weren't in Japan, most likely you'd probably be in Las Vegas. The Virgin Hotel has an equally, and I, and I said this uh, when I talked to Sebastian Fundora last week, I think this fight on paper with Erickson Lubin, which is going to be on Showtime, I guess uh, 10 o'clock on Showtime Saturday night. Um, uh, Showtime rolled out their, their big schedule going through the beginning of July. That was that was the fight with Lubin and Fundura. I thought it was going to be the best fight on paper. Well, here's the thing about this fight. The odds are very close. Lubin is a, a favorite in the fight. I don't know who to pick. Because I think it's such an even fight. I could see a variety of scenarios playing out. I, I could see a great Lubin, fight. I think I they're going to kill Lubin, each other. I could see Lubin stopping Fundora. I can see Fundora overwhelming Lubin, stopping Lubin. I could see Lubin getting a decision. I could see Fundora getting a decision. I could see a split decision either way. I could see a draw. I don't know where this is going to go. I think that it is going to be just bananas. I mean, that is what it's going to be. You know, it's going to be sheer pandemonium between those two because the first two rounds might be the feeling out process but mark my words mark that's going to dissipate and when the pleasantries are done and the feeling out process is gone in the third round moving forward i think these guys are going to try to hurt each other i think they will and it's going to be a high wire act fedora is one of those guys that and i'm wondering because my brother's going to be hosting the press conference tomorrow for showtime championship boxing and one of the questions and i, I mean i'll give you you know breaking down the fourth wall as we so to speak is that how do you prepare if you're Erickson Lubin for someone who's six six like Fundora who can hit you from all the way out here typically you you prepare yourself for conventional guys six foot two and below how do you prepare for somebody like that but you know what the funny thing is I talked to uh, Sebastian last week you mentioned about a guy hitting you hitting him from so far away he doesn't do that though no. he, he, he it's it's unbelievable he, I said do you, do you ever you know, I'm sure you're told from time to time, use your gifts, you're six six, you're long, stay on the outside and fight. He goes, I just, you know, I fight the way I fight, which is which is amazing being his size. I mean, uh, he's going to just try to get in Lubin's kitchen. Lubin's got power. He's going to try to knock out Fundura. This fight is not going the distance, in my opinion. No, I mean, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but all I know is – I hate to sound uh, very much redundant here, but I think the fans are going to can in that fight. I mean, you know, it's I, I think tremendous it's going to be a barn burner. You know, and the he, same way Golovkin Rod is going to be a barn burner, I think Fundora and Lubin's going to be a barn burner. To a lesser extent, the co-feature Sergio Garcia, who put up a valiant effort against Fundora in his last fight in in uh, December, is going to fight former world champion Tony Harrison. So that that figures to be be an action fight. So I think Showtime is a has a really nice show on Saturday night. Yeah, it's going to be a quality event there in Las Vegas, fighting capital of the world and, you know, small venue. And I think it's the perfect venue for a fight like this. 
Uh, also, Saturday night, we'll just touch on Michaela Mayer on ESPN. Defends her uh, unified world titles against Jennifer Hahn. Uh, anything on that? I, I don't know if you've been seeing on Twitter with uh, Michaela and Alicia Baumgartner going at it. They've been going at it today. Michaela's preparing for a fight with Jennifer Hahn, and her and Baumgartner today on Twitter are just, just going at it. I love the bad blood. I think it's great for women's boxing, I think, to be able to have storylines like that. But I'm hoping that they fight each other sooner rather than later. Jennifer Hahn's a consummate pro. You know, she's the sister of A.B. Hahn. They're based yep. in El Paso, Texas. I've seen them several times. And Jennifer Hahn's not going to make it easy for Michaela Mayer. But let's be honest, Michaela Mayer's head and shoulders, one of the best women fighters, pound for pound, in the sport. And if she wants to get closer to unification, she's got to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt, beyond a reasonable doubt, that Jennifer Hahn doesn't belong in the ring with her. So here's her opportunity to main event and be in her hometown and away we go. So curious to see how that fight unfolds. But I think that Michaela Mayer has a lot more tools in her arsenal compared to that of Jennifer Hahn. Uh, also Saturday night, you, you mentioned El Paso. Let's go down to San Antonio where we have the return of Ryan Garcia take on Emmanuel to go in a, in a fight. We, we haven't seen uh, Garcia in about 16 months. He went through his mental health problems, had some injuries. Now with Joe Goosen, what do we, what should we be looking for uh, with Ryan Garcia on Saturday night? I think we get a sensational performance from Ryan Garcia because obviously you know that the legendary Joe Goosen is a broadcast partner of mine. And I've learned a lot from Joe and, and he is such a staple in the sport. He's been around every situation imaginable. And I know that people had their doubts as to be like, well, why did Ryan Garcia leave Eddie Reynoso? Oh, now he's with Joe Goose and he wants, you know, he wants to be with someone where he runs the show himself. I've been in the gym with Joe Goose many times. Joe Goose and it's his way or no way. So Joe's not going to waste his time. He doesn't care who you are. If you come to his gym, you got to learn his way. And that's what Ryan Garcia did. And I love that. I think this is the perfect partnership. I think we get, and this is, I very rarely do I use this word, Mark, and you've known me for many years, like going on 10 years now. I don't use the word spectacular often. I think we get a spectacular performance out of Ryan Garcia because to go is, he's just a very basic fighter. He, I think he has a blown up record. I think here's a guy who's going to come forward and try to press Ryan Garcia, and I think Ryan Garcia wipes him out. Ryan Garcia, you cannot prepare for the speed or the power of Ryan Garcia. Then you have the wisdom of Joe Goosen to be able to program Ryan Garcia. If Ryan Garcia was going to lose a fight over the, you know, as he's trying to get up and ready for a title shot, it would have been in his last fight, in which he got knocked down in the first round. Then he came back and responded so well. <coughs> now... I think that Joe Goosen is the kind of guy that focuses on your strengths and tries to shore up your weaknesses. And that's what he's going to do with Ryan Garcia. This fight is not, and I, I'm going to give you, like, I don't see this fight lasting past the seventh round. I think Ryan Garcia obliterates to go. And again, that's another word I don't use often, obliterates to go. And I or think that this, inside in the first half of the fight. Yeah, first half of the fight because I think Ryan Garcia's head and shoulders above to go. And I think Joe Goosen has him so sharp, so laser focused that Ryan Garcia knows, listen, it's almost like Roy Jones' song. Y'all must have forgot. And Ryan Garcia's been away since January of last year. So people need to be reminded of why there's so much excitement and buzz behind Ryan Garcia. He has that opportunity on Saturday, and I think he will do it. So if he does what you say he will do, 
And uh, I guess because of Cambosis and Devin Haney are kind of tangled up for, you know, maybe a couple fights or whatever, everyone's going to be calling uh, for Garcia to fight uh, Tank Davis should Tank Davis uh, dispose of Roley Romero. That's the fight. That's the fight to make. I mean, glad you went that direction because that's the fight to make. I think that's the fight that the world wants to see. I think it's the fight that I, I believe Mayweather Promotions tried to make that fight back when Ryan Garcia got a win last January. It couldn't happen for some reason. Ryan Garcia took his battle, go got himself focused again and healthy. And now with the way that their schedules are lining up, look at this. The fact that Ryan Garcia is fighting April 9th, you know, Tank is fighting about, you know, almost a month and a half later. You can make their schedules work with each other. So I'm hoping and optimistic that we get that fight next, assuming that Davis beats Romero and Garcia beats to go. So the lightweight division, you know, obviously it's got a lot of things. The only, the only thing that scares me about that fight being made, they just tried to make Charlo Munguia and Oscar insisted it needed to be on the zone or the zone pay-per-view. And we may run into the same thing that with PBC, they may want to do it on Showtime. Oscar's going to want to do it on the zone with Garcia. So hopefully, hopefully these two guys win. And like you said, that's the fight to make. Here's the um, thing, though. Davis is the champion, so it's like I understand. Charlo was the champion. You know? Yeah, yeah Charlo like, was the champion. Kind of like how do you even have any basis when you're not the champion? I mean, if you were a champion, I understand that, but you're a challenger. Isn't the whole thing people want to say, you got to cross the street. You got to go cross the street. All the five friends, you got to cross the street. <laughs> okay, all right, well. The offers have been made, so what's the deal? No matter what, I'm confused, Mark. I'm confused. I haven't had my fish oil today. Can you provide me some clarity, my friend? It's amazing. No matter what continent you're in, you're still uh, you're you're still a little nuts. But that's why we love. <laughs> Not normal, that's for sure. That's why we love. Anything else on the schedule? I will try to talk to you next week from Dallas. I know you're getting in there late. Obviously, yeah. By the time you get home. Uh, from there, you may not know what day it is when you get home. Well, I'm going to White Sox opening day next week, so oh, wow, uh, okay. Tuesday. So I'll get home, get a day and a half of sleep, and then go to White Sox opening day on Tuesday. Head to the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, for Lee Baxter, Lou DeBella for a fight on Fight Pass on Friday night. Head my way to the great state of Texas, as uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin likes to stay on on Saturday at AT and T Stadium for Spence and Ugas, the welterweight unification matchup, and. Fortunate to talk with Zab Judah and Errol Spence today, 5 a.m. my time, which was, you know, in the afternoon, your time. So you're, both guys well, are focused, determined, and ready to go. Well, you're making us all get up at 5 o'clock on Saturday morning. So it, oh, I guess it, it paid, it, you know, <laughs> exactly. It, there we go. It, it, it's even. Uh, any other uh, boxing news or notes that you want to just touch on? or? I, I'm just excited, man, because I got a fun schedule. You're coming excited? Up. I, I mean, you're, I'm always excited. You're right? always being excited. Around this sport, being here in Japan, obviously, is you know, I mentioned this yesterday on my social medium. Uh, I love the late great Gorilla Monsoon, as I as I will say, borrow a phrase from him. History will be made on Saturday night when Triple G fights Murata. Is there any New Japan wrestling in town, or you tried I, to look that up? I mean, I if I was were in a bubble, so to speak, here in the hotel because you know COVID restrictions and everything. So 
you know, really can't go out and venture out too much. Why, why is it was, like that? Is it still pretty, is it bad over there? No, or? it's not bad. It's just, you know, the, you know, we get tested regularly and stuff like that. So, you know, we're, everyone's taking precautions to make sure that the athletes and the fighters are good and the staff is good. So I totally respect that. And, you know, wearing our mask and stuff like that, but I've been eating great. I've been working out well and being in a beautiful hotel and, and learning and, and hearing some stories from the legendary Mr. Honda of taking promotions and talking with Tom Loeffler, Triple G promotions. And it's a wonderful fight family that we're all congregated here in Tokyo. And I saw you tweet a picture out with the, with the legend Chocolatito. It did. He, he's out here. He's having fun. He's enjoying himself here in the hotel. And, you know, hopefully we can hit, get him in Ioka, you know, inside the ring sooner than later. And I'm sure they'll call you to ring announce that one as I'd well. I'd be all about it, my man. You know, anytime I can come to Japan and do a big prize fight, sign me up. It's my favorite country in the world, but haven't visited oh, hold on. yet. Oh, so you you live in the United States, but yet you just said Japan's your no, favorite I, country. No, I said to visit. Let me, let me clarify okay. that. To okay. visit. Favorite country to visit is okay. what I meant. Okay, because, you know. We'll... I'm not one of those guys that's like, ooh, you know, I look, I love the U.S. of A. My man to celebrate 4th of July. It's one of my favorite holidays, my friend. There you go. Celebrating our freedoms. There you go. In Philadelphia, too. <laughs> exactly. You can learn history from learn history from Ray, learn geography, and learn boxing. Ray, thank you. Yeah, for you can learn some dating tips as well. You know what I mean? I'm a single man. So yeah. I'm all about being out about the town. Well, if, if, if anyone is uh, – if any if any young ladies are watching, <laughs> his raised DMs are always open. So. <laughs> you said it, not me, Mark. <laughs> On Instagram and Twitter, he he's an equal opportunist. That's Ray, right. we, we thank you for a few minutes of your time. Uh, enjoy Tokyo, and we will see you Saturday morning here in the United States. Beautiful, my man. Thanks so much for everything, and happy belated birthday. Thank you. There you have it, my man, sweet baby Ray Flores joining us uh, from Japan where uh, Gennady Golovkin's taking on Ryota Murata for a middleweight championship fight on Saturday morning. For the record, I am picking Ryota Murata to win this fight on Saturday morning. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's winning this fight on Saturday morning uh, when he faces Gennady Triple G Golovkin. Um, like we mentioned, Erickson Lubin, Sebastian Fondor, tremendous fight. That that odds there, uh, Lubin's a minus 140, uh, where Fedora's a plus 120. Heck of a fight. It's a, it's a pretty bettable fight, you know, considering the odds. I like uh, – I hate doing this because Sebastian was our guest last week. I'm taking Erickson Lubin. I want to say by knockout, take him, lay the 140. Also, Tony Harrison takes on Sergio Garcia. Garcia is actually a favorite in that fight over the former world champion. Garcia minus – 250 Harrison's a plus 200 and in the uh opening about Bryant Perella who will uh, join us in a second uh it was a, is a minus 310 as he takes on um Kevin Salgado uh uh in um in, in again another 154 pound fight uh, as mentioned I uh Got to speak with the, the man known as Goodfellow very nice guy a terrific interview and uh, this is how it went Joining me now is Bryant Perella, who this Saturday night takes on Kevin Salgado, uh, the opening bout of a uh, special Showtime Championship Boxing Triple Header. It's featuring all junior middleweight fights. Bryant, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, like I said, a couple minutes. I know uh, we're about 48 hours, uh, a little bit more than 48 hours before you got to get in there on Saturday night against uh, Kevin Salgado. How you feeling a couple days out? I feel great, man. Um, 
feel really relaxed. Um, you know, really all the hard work is behind me, and I'll just, you know, just making weight, which would be easy. And, um, you know, I'm excited to get in there. Talk talk about the uh, Salgado. What does he bring to the table? He uh, is relatively unknown to a lot of us here in the United States. I'm sure you have at least a little scouting report on, but what does he bring to the table? Well, he he does bring a lot of the unknown to the table, um, along with being undefeated, a young, hungry fighter coming from Mexico uh, into America for his, his American dream. Um, so he brings that. Um, it's hard to say exactly what he's going to try to do in the ring. He may try to pressure a box. Uh, he's, got, he's got some counter punches. He's got some good boxing ability as well. Um, you know, his older brother trains him, who is also a pretty successful uh, boxer himself. So, uh, you know, it's uh, we'll see when we get in there. You know, I'll be ready to adapt and adjust to whatever he brings. And uh, we'll see if he can do the same. You mentioned uh, about making the weight pretty easily. This is your second consecutive bout at 154 uh, after spending your career at 147. How, how, how is the extra seven pounds, you know, with the Harrison fight and in this training camp, uh, how does that uh, agree with you? Oh, it's great. You know, it takes a lot of stress off my shoulders, not having to uh, stress and worry about so much weight and, and, and killing myself to make the weight class um, where I can just, you know, focus on training, focus on be the best version of myself every day. And, um, you know, really having the confidence knowing I'm, I'm going to be myself in there and I'm, I'm going to be feeling good like I do throughout camp and even better. Um, you know, this is a, it's a new weight class and uh, it's a new chapter in my career. Uh, your last fight, I and I'm sure you agree, a lot of people thought that you uh, should have gotten the nod over Tony Harrison in that fight that was a uh, rule to draw. Tony's in the co-feature fight. Is that kind of stick in your crawl a little bit that, that you're in the opener and he's in the co-feature? A little bit at first, but, you know, it, it's all good. You know, I, it's, it's all love. You know, I don't got no hate towards Tony Harrison or nothing. You know, I'm just grateful to be part of this event, part of Showtime. Um, you know, this is a great action-packed card. A lot of great fighters on the uh, on the card. And, uh, you know, it's cool they can see Tony Harrison and see that uh, Tony Harrison's not a bad fighter at all. And, and it was nothing about uh, he him not performing well. And, and it gives me it gives me the ability to show that uh, that it wasn't just him underperforming. It was, you know, it was me in that ring. And that's what presented the problems. I would imagine that a lot of the theme before the big main event with Fondora and Erickson Lubin, when you're fighting with Tony's fight, I would imagine that fight's going to be brought up several times, probably while you're fighting, as well as when Tony's fighting. Is that a fight if you guys both win and handle business? Is that a fight you'd like to run back? I'd love to. I'd love to if the feeling's mutual, you know. Uh, you know whatever they want to bring to the table, I'll be ready. You know, I, 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 do, I can't look past this guy by no means necessary. So, um, you know, I, I would love to talk past this fight, but uh, I don't want to I don't want to mess myself up mentally, man. I got to I got to lock in on this guy. Just to, to backtrack a, a, a second, going down your record. I mean, you're literally one round and one second away from being 20 and one. The one fight against Ugas doesn't look like that bad of a loss now, considering what Ugas has been able to rack up uh, since, since fighting you. You thought about that, that, that you're around in a second away from maybe even being in a, in a better spot? Hey, man, that's boxing, man. You know, it's uh, one fight can change your life. 
for the good or the bad. You can have one fight that uh, seems so bad and another fight that puts you right back up. So, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. And boxing's all about that underdog story. That's where the underdog comes from, man. So, um, you know, it's cool, man. And, I, and I'm I'm just looking forward to what's what's to come. And it looks like the future is looking really bright. So. And, and you mentioned the future looking bright. Obviously, you're with on the PBC side and 154 pounds. Obviously, we got this great triple header. We got Charlo and Castano. Uh, you're going to settle things at 154 pounds or some other guys probably going to be moving up, moving in, moving out. 154 mm-hmm. pounds, especially on the PBC side, seems like a, a real good place to be. Was that one of the motivations of moving up, or was it strictly you, you, you had some trouble making 147 after all these years? Was it a combination of both? Combination of both. Uh, you know, I, I had a good run at 147, um, but I, I outgrew the division, and um, there's just time to, to step up to the, to the next level and um, show the next level showcase of my skills uh, but it is it is great that these guys like you said are all moving up from 47 there's already a lot of talent I went before so it seems like you know it's becoming a hotbed um, of talent at 154 um, you have all the stars from 147 that are feeling the same like hey it's time to move up and then you got the guys that are solidified at 154 that are staying so it's becoming that that hot spot man for boxing and talent so I'm I'm blessed to be part of this division, and I'm excited for it. And I think you've, you've, at least in my opinion, you, you've established yourself as one of those guys, win, lose, or draw. You're gonna have some staying power because you're always in good action-packed fights, and the, the fans want to see Brian Perella in, in the ring. Uh, like you said, no matter no matter what the results are, is that the way you feel? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And and I always look to I always look to put on exciting fights for the fans. Um, you know, that's that's just part of it, the entertainment business. And I, I don't want to snooze nobody out. So, um, you know, and it's, it's part of my temperament as a fighter anyways. You know, first and foremost, like, I want to get in there and I want to I want to get my shots in, man. I'm, you know, I don't like to stray away from a fight by no means. So um, it's happy to hear that. And I'm blessed to be uh, that, that people actually, you know, they are excited to see me fight. And obviously you said you got the the entertainment. You got that down with the uh, coming in with, with, with the – with the makeshift suit, the makeshift hey, suit on, right and, here, baby, the good fella. And, 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 you know there, it. There, there, there it is. I mean, and, and obviously, I mean, I remember it. That sticks out. You know, that's one of the first things I think of. You know, beside your fighting ability, is you know, I mean, is it that that I mean very calculated on and fans remember that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, and it fits perfectly, man. My persona and everything I bring to the table. You know, a good fella, but when it's time to handle business, you know that the gangster comes out, man. So uh, that's what it's all about. Well, uh, I'm sure you've heard this one before. So excuse me if this is a bad pun. I guess you're playing on whacking Kevin Salgado on (laughs) on Saturday night uh, on Showtime in Las Vegas. One quick question: fighting in Las Vegas, that that always a uh, an extra special thing. It is, man. It's really cool. It's great to be out here. Um, in Vegas and this venue, um, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible to be here. There's a lot of uh, people. It brings a lot of people out. They want to come see me fight. They also want to enjoy the, uh, the Vegas lights, you know? So, uh, it works in that, in that way. And, uh, I'm good, man. I love it. 
It's a shame the Tangiers Hotel wasn't a, a real hotel from the movie Casino because because mm. we would have had the good fellow take a picture in front of that. That, that oh that, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that would, would be been the ultimate. Uh, what do you yes, want to say? The, what do you want to say to the fans in close before we see you on Saturday night? Oh man, check me out. I'll be looking on put on a spectacular performance, the best one yet. Um, I appreciate all you guys for the support and all standing behind me and. Uh, you know, once again, man, guys, God bless. And uh, real quickly, where the fans find you on the social media? Social media, just Bryant Perella. Uh, just put my name together all across the board, um, and I'll be on there, man. It's funny. I remember spelling your name because sometimes it could be one R, one L. Remember, two R's, two L's. That's, all, That's right, right man. Thanks for, the, <laughs> thanks for the clarification. Two R's, two L's. Yes. There you go. Now, well, Pirello, we just... Pirelli, <laughs> they, it always gets messed up, man. But, uh, well, yeah, that's what it is. Well, we wish you best of luck. Uh, thank you for taking a couple minutes for uh, with us, and uh, we will see you Saturday night live on Showtime. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you. There you have it. Bryant Perella joining us uh, here on the Abrams Boxing Show. Uh, easy guy to root for. I, I enjoyed that interview uh, immensely with him. Uh, so uh, again, just to just to go over a couple picks from the uh, first portion of the show. I like Murata right now plus four hundred. We're going to take uh, Erickson Lubin at minus one forty. We'll take Tony Harrison at plus two hundred against uh, Sergio Garcia. That's going to be a ver- another action-packed fight. And we'll go Brian Perella minus three ten against uh, Kevin Salgado. Uh, Saturday night on the zone, as me and Ray, Ray mentioned. Ryan Garcia takes on a Emmanuel to go. Uh, Garcia 21 and 0, 18 knockouts to go 32 and 1, 15 knockouts in a lightweight bout. Uh, first bout for Garcia after about 15 month layoff. Uh, look for, and I agree with you, look for a big highlight real knockout for Ryan Garcia. First fight with Joe Goosen. And then, you know, hopefully, uh, Maybe he's going to start beating the Tank Davis drum. That's what I want to see. And I want to see Tank Davis beat the Ryan Garcia drum, and maybe we can make something happen for later in the year. Um, also Saturday night, Costa Mesa, California, live on ESPN. Michaela Mayer, 16-0, five knockouts, takes on Jennifer Hahn for the IBF WBO Junior Lightweight Championship, which uh, Michaela Mayer owns right now. And uh, like me and Ray were discussing her and uh, Alicia Baumgartner just just going at it on Twitter. So uh, that's been actually one of the more entertaining Twitter beefs I, I've seen in a while. Uh, also, the co-feature will be Giovanni Santian, 28-0-15 knockouts. He uh, will take on Giovanni Barraza. He he's 23 and two with uh, with 15 knockouts as well. And this is a big fight for Santian because should he win the fight. Expect him to get a get a big fight, a major name. He'll be twenty nine and zero. Should he get the victory? And uh, we had a chance to speak to the undefeated San Diego native Giovanni Santiago, and this is how it went. My next guest uh, on Saturday night will take on Giovanni Barraza on ESPN, the undefeated welterweight Giovanni Santiago. Giovanni, how you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. We're a few days out from this fight uh, on Saturday night against uh, Barraza. How you feeling? How'd camp go? Great. You know, um, we've had a pretty long camp. We've been training, you know, up with uh, Robert Garcia in Riverside since like January. And uh, we're helping out with Jose Ramirez for his fight. 
And uh, but it's been a great camp, you know, a lot of sparring, a lot of hard work. So we're ready. What's that like? Obviously, Jose Ramirez, former world champion, just in a great fight a couple of weeks ago. What, what's that like? You know, when you're, you're surrounded by nothing but top notch world title challengers, world champions. How much does that bring your game up? It brings it up a lot. You know, it inspires, inspires me, motivates me. And just to be surrounded by that, you know, it, 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 I feel like it really elevates my level. And it uh, brings me up. Giovannis Barraza, 23-2. and two. Uh, Seems to be a tough uh, tough guy in there. 15 knockouts from Columbia. What's uh, the, the scouting report on Barraza? You know, he seems like he'd be a good fighter. You know, I saw some tape on him against uh, a couple of southpaws. Uh, adorable guy, you know, um, can move, moves a lot, it seems. He keeps a high guard. So I think we have a good game plan on, on what, I, you know, what I want to do for, uh, for uh, my performance on, for, on Saturday. You see, I guess you saw the fight, his last fight with Alexis Rocha, who was actually our guest last week. Uh, what did you take out of that fight? Guy like Rocha, I mean, I'm not saying you guys, you guys are kind of knocking on the door to get into contendership. Uh, you see that as a similar type of guy uh, who he last fought than, than, uh, as well as you are? Exactly. You know, um, I, when I noticed his, Rocha put on, you know, pressure the whole fight. And my my last two performances, that's the the this type of way that I fought. So I think that we have the, the perfect game plan on, on what to do, you know, with this guy. Well, 28 no now. Um, obviously, you have a big record coming off a 10-round a, a unanimous decision over Angel Ruiz where you won 10-0, 10-0, and 9-1. Uh, you see some McCullough, tough veteran before that, the former world champion, Antonio DeMarco. Um you feel that you're getting close to that significant fight that's going to kind of put you in to the next level of contendership? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think, you know, this being my first fight of the year will set the tone for what's going to come this year. And I'm hoping this year that we'll get that chance to, to get that big fight to get me up there. Is there any names? I know you're not looking past this fight on, on Saturday night, but and uh, you don't even have to mention, are there a couple guys in the back of your mind say, you know what, this 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 could be the good fight for me? Absolutely. I, okay. I have people in my head that I've been thinking about. And uh, I'm just waiting to uh, get this win on Saturday. And, you know, uh, I'm not usually the type of guy to call anybody out, but I feel like that's what I'm going to have to do in order to get those big fights. Uh, so uh, should you get your hand raised on Saturday night, we may, uh, we may hear a name uh, come out of your mouth that you want next. Exactly. So stay tuned. Uh, tune in and watch the fight. What um, uh, t- talking down the welterweight division? We talked about Rocha and some of these other guys knocking on the door, the top of the division next week. There'll be some more clarity on that. I mean, I, even though it's not your fight, but you're a fight fan. Uh, who do you like, Spencer Ugas? I think it's gonna be a very interesting fight. You know, uh, Ugas looked great against Pacquiao, and um, I think he's proven that he knows what to do against southpaws. So that, that's going to be a good one. I know it's going to be a lot of action. I think they're both going to come and stay pretty much in the center of the ring and just battle it out. Does Giovanni Santiano have a pick on that? Um, I don't. I, I really don't know who's going to who's going to take that. I think it's just who shows who shows up that night. Speaking of action fights, the last few fights that you've been in, uh, you know, you were in some good action fights, even though uh, you uh, won in shutout fashion, basically. You know, you took two, you gave out four, but, you know, you're a guy, you like to mix it up. Is that, you know, being a TV-friendly fighter, how how important is that for you? It's huge. You know, the fans want to see, you know, good, exciting fights, and that's what I'm here to do. 
Um, obviously, I'm not there to take as much damage as possible, right? I want to hand out the damage. But in the process, sometimes we're going to take a couple and, and I've proven that I can take a punch and, and I'll dish out. Like you said, they, they may hit me with two, but I'll hit them with six. I'll hit them with eight. Um, what, uh, in, in, in terms of, like you said, this is a, your first fight of the year. In a perfect world, how many fights would you like to have in 2022? I think minimum three. If I can do four, then let's do it. Do you see, again, I, I don't like asking these questions, but these are questions we have. Do you see the next fight possibly being one of those NABO, NABF, USBA kind of fights that's going to solidify yourself into the rankings? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the next one, that's why as soon as, you know, uh, this fight is over, you know, I, I'm not looking past this fighter, absolutely not doing that. But um, the plan is to get right back in the gym and prepare because I know something big is coming. So you know something big, some of you, again, without revealing anything, is that, I mean, has whether it's the promotion or split T or whatever, have they set out basically a game plan for you in terms of, you know, what the next fight could be? Well, I think right now the the thing is they've been keeping me active. You know, I was able to fight twice last year, um, starting off already in April. Um, so it's more of me, just a feeling I get. I know that with my performance, I'm going to show that I need those fights, that, that I deserve those fights. And I don't think that there's any question about it that I'm going to get those fights this year. How much has uh, your, uh, you know, your aware, the awareness about you has grown fighting on this big ESPN platform that Top Rank has? Yeah, I think people are starting to take notice. Um, but I still want that bigger fight that's going to really give me that, that jump. Have like your followers and everything that has been growing since you've been on, yeah, fighting on ESPN. Yeah, definitely, it's been going <laughs> a bit. Um, but you know, we want to get up there. You know, I'm 30 years old now, and I'm ready. I'm ready to take that leap. Uh, Costa Mesa, California, where the fight is. Uh, <clears throat> how far is that from San Diego? I think about uh, just over an hour, like about a little bit over an hour, depending on traffic. But it's not too far, so I, I know I think I have a good amount of people that are going to be coming from San Diego to come watch. And speaking of San Diego, the last fight was in San Diego, and it definitely came through the television. You definitely had a real good cheering section uh, there for you. How much did it mean you to fight, you know, a big televised fight in front of the home folks in San Diego? That was great. I mean, I don't think there's anything like it. You know, when you can fight in your city in front of your people and they show up and then, you know, you go out there and give a good performance, you know, that's what it's all about. And, um, I'm hoping that we get more opportunities like that in the future. You know, if I can get another one this year, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the last couple of fights there, I think uh, um, I think the Chocolatito fight was there, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And the fight, uh, the card that, that you guys were on, uh, that was, I'm trying to think the main event, that was uh, Pedraza? Uh, um, not Pedraza. What's that? Not Pedraza. They, they, they drew two uh, two decent crowds there, and you know, reading some of the people reports from the people there, you know, San Diego might might be a kind of an untapped uh, boxing uh, area. Is it, you feel that way? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think we've seen it. You know, on, on that show and on the show that I was on, I think um, San Diego has a, a crowd or a lot of boxing fans. You know, and we also have Tijuana right across the border, so I think a lot of people cross over and come watch as well. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you see, I mean, I know you dream about different things at different points in your life. Uh, you think a big fight with uh, Giovanni Santiago in the main event is—is is that uh, you know could that be a reality? You know, hopefully soon. Yeah, you know, I would love for that to happen this year. You know, a main event here in San Diego—that'd be 
amazing. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Was was it distracting at all? Be you know, uncles and cousins coming out of the woodwork looking for uh, looking for tickets uh, the week of the fight. To be honest, no. I try to just uh, tunnel vision. You know, I try to. I know that they're all going to be there, but uh, I not. I don't even think about that at the end. Of the day. I'm just thinking about my fight. You know, what we got to do in the ring, because that's the only thing that matters in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I put that all aside, you know, and then I'll talk to everybody after the fight. Being with Robert Garcia, what, what's he mean to you? And, you know, I know he, I kind of asked you before, being in that gym and the, the world title experience, both as a fighter and as a trainer for Robert Garcia, how much comforting is that for you, you know, should times get tough in the ring? You know, he's always got good advice, you know, for me, always uh, giving me good instructions, you know, when I'm in the ring. When, during sparring sessions, during training. So that's been uh, so much to me. You know, it's meant so much to me. And also seeing guys like Jose Ramirez, you know, and some of these other guys give great performances. It lets me, like, uh, fight. it feels, uh, lights a fire in me, you know, like, man, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And, you know, you see Bam uh, Rodriguez, mm-hmm. that world title, and that was just amazing, you know, to come up in weight class and go out there and fight like that. And, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to doing this year. When those guys come back in, they fight on Saturday, they come back in the gym Tuesday or something, and they have this belt around their shoulder, around their waist. How inspiring, motivating is that for you as well? It just makes me hungry, hungry for that. You know, I'm, I'm hungry for that, to get to get that too. You know, I see them do it, and I know it's possible for me to do it as well. What do you want to say to the fans in closing before we let you go and see you in the ring this Saturday night against Giovannis Barraza in Costa Mesa, California? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody that's been supporting me um, to this point. And, yeah, show up, guys. It's going to be a great, great night. Tune in on TV if you can't make it. It's going to be a good night of fights. Class act, undefeated, and future world champion Giovanni Santion. Thank you for a few minutes of your time, and we'll talk to you along the way. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. There you have it, Giovanni Santion joining us. Uh, the good uh, fighter. 28 no looks for win 29 Saturday night against Barraza. And uh, I'm actually excited. Three, you know, one of the, there's a couple reasons to tune in. ESPN, you got the fight with Michaela Mayer, who is one of the best pound-for-pound pound female fighters in the world. And who is Giovanni Santiago going to call out after the fight? We shall see. Tune in Saturday night on ESPN. Uh, just a couple of news and notes. Floyd Mayweather back in the ring uh, doing an exhibition against undefeated uh, 40-year-old. Uh, uh, my bad. Don Moore on May 14th in Dubai, an exhibition on the card. Anderson Silva will be on that card. Uh, Badu Jack will be on that card. So look for that. I believe it's on an internet pay-per-view. Also, they <coughs> excuse me, formally announced the Gervonta Davis-Rolando Romero fight, which will take place uh, May 28th at the Barclays Center, live on pay-per-view, uh, Showtime pay-per-view on May 28th. Go to 15rounds.com, 15rounds.com. Uh, we have the video up of that explosive press conference. So uh, uh, a lot of good fights continue to uh, be rolled out as the the weather gets warmer. The, the fight scene is going to get hotter over the next few months, April, May, June, July. Looking forward to a great, great month. And you just come back every week. We're going to have some of the best guests in the land, in the sport, on the Abrams Boxing Show. I want to thank uh, my good buddy Ray Flores, uh, who is in Japan. Bryant Perella and Giovanni Santion for joining us. We'll be back next week uh, and enjoy the fights.